0: Lord, truly, there there no, is no one who's like you. There is none beside you. We pray that you would open our eyes, that you would show us the wonder of who you are, and even the proverb we're going to look at today speaks so much to your greatness. We want our hearts captured by you, and we pray that you would um, you would help us to. Just get a a glimpse of who you are and your beauty. And we pray this in the name of Jesus. Amen. So we're going to keep with our series through Proverbs. Um, Today, again, if you don't mind, I'm just hitting a lot of my favorite ones this summer, if that's okay for you. If you were to look at my Bible, you would see the ones with boxes drawn around them, the ones that are significant, and this one is is one of those. Proverbs is about... uh, Wisdom, which is skillful living, if you remember the Hebrew word, is those who do anything with great skill, um, that word is what's used of them. Um, it is the fine art of living well is, is really what it is. There is an insert, I'm going to do some cool stuff today. I love the texts that are in here, I love some of the Hebrew that's behind them, so I'm going to do some drawing and you can um, use this if you want to follow along with me and have some fun with this. A couple of things, uh, some people were asking me, um, especially last week, I heard some people were wanting like a paper copy of that, wanting to share it with some people, and I was going to tell you, I, if you get on my blog, thegarenforsythe.com, and if you get on the sermon section, um, I've got some manuscripts of some things that I've done since January, it's not everything um, and some people were even asking about the, the one I did on parenting from Proverbs two six. So, if that's something you're wanting to, to download, a PDF or something that you can hand to somebody to read, that's, um, that's kind of an answer to what some people were asking me about this week. Here's the proverb I have today. It's Proverbs 19.11, 11, which says, a man's wisdom gives him patience. It is to his glory to overlook an offense. It's to his... Glory to overlook an offense. So let's uh, let's have some fun with this, if you don't mind. It's a man's wisdom gives him patience. Really interestingly, in Hebrew, this this literally this word patience is has a relaxed face. It's an idiom. Has a relaxed face. A person of wisdom has a relaxed face, and it's to his glory to overlook an offense. It's, it's, it's just, it means somebody who's patient, that's what it's translated, long-suffering, not easily bothered by things. Um, It's a person that if you do anything that might be offensive to most people, it's like water off a duck's back to them. Um, Tell me, what would the opposite of a relaxed face be? What would, what would the opposite of that be? I need some, this, today I need some help from you guys, so give me some, what would some opposites of this be? What's that? Tense. What else? If you don't have an upset face, did I hear anger? Stress, Stress, a stressed face, an upset face, probably an angry face, right? Can you read my writing? I hope so. Um, A hurt face, that kind of would be the opposite of some of that. I think a really good opposite is this, um, Proverbs 12, 16 says, a fool shows his, what, an annoyed face, you know, somebody does something offensive, and you show it, like, you've got to show them that you don't like what they've done, so you have that annoyed face, um, and you know that look, right? The skewed face, the, uh, that kind of face of judgment, the piercing eyes, the glare, the stare down, the, the clear communication that I don't like what you've said or what you've done. It's what Tim, called, Tim Keller calls it, the heart, the heart condition of annoyance, that there are people who have that heart condition of annoyance. But we're told that the wise are not easily offended. They are gracious and forbearing. This word overlooked to me is really interesting. In Hebrew, it means to cover over, literally. Cover, can you read that? Cover over, to cover over. A patient person simply builds a bridge over a slight or an offense, and they just go on their merry way without stopping to give it the time of day, put it behind them. Um, It's a way of saying, like, to drive by, hardly give it any notice, leaving it in the rearview mirror, not glancing back. What would the opposite of passing over be of this? I mean, I'm sorry, that's not cover over. Okay, we have to correct that. That's passing over, to pass over. That's why, to me, it's like a bridge passing over, we'll get to cover over in a minute, sorry about that, give me some opposites of that, if a person doesn't pass over an offense, what would some ways we could say that, the opposite, you what, and speak loud, you relive it, dwell on it, I think I heard that, okay, seek revenge, huh, point it out, Yeah, point it out, examine it, I think, point out, man, we've got a lot, you guys are doing great. Maybe I should have you guys come up to camp out on it, right, to stew on it, to make a note, to keep track, keep it rolling in your head. That's not what the wise do. We're told that the wise, when there's an offense, they pass over it. To them, it's, it's water under the bridge. And what's cool, I'm going to show you that the other Proverbs on this sheet are really very much related to this, and I want to show you how. I want to show you some really cool things. Can I, can I show you some really cool, super cool stuff? So, this thing of this overlooking, this, this passing over, um, Hebrews, I mean, Proverbs 10, 12 says, "'Hatred stirs up conflict, but love covers over all wrongs.'" And Proverbs 17, 9, "'He who covers over an offense promotes love, but whoever repeats the matter separates close friends.'" These, these are really similar, they just are kind of in reverse. But there's a key word I really want to point out here. This word, to cover over, is another Hebrew word that's used in this context of if you're offended or you're insulted or something like that. This word in Hebrew, this covered over, um, it means to conceal. Um, to clothe, like to put clothes over it. And it even has the idea of to protect, that you're even protecting a person by covering over an offense. You're actually protecting them. Um, so tell me, what would the opposite be of covering over rather than covering over an offense? What would the opposite be? And talk loud. I'm really old and my hearing is horrible. What? What? again, expose, that's a good word, you expose the offense, you make it public, right, closely related, make public, what else, bring it out in the open, tweet about it, there you go, (laughs) now that's real, Lois, you need to come up here, all right, (laughs) have you sit here, tweet about it, put it on Facebook, let everybody know on social media, Um, yeah, to make them look bad. And it's really, it's so tempting, I think, to make little offenses and to make, and to feel like that we need to make it public, like to give voice to our offense, right? But a wise person takes slights or wrongs and they cover over them. It's like out of sight, out of mind. As one commentator said, the wise deliberately seeks to put the other person in the best light. I mean, it's not only just It's covering over, but it's protecting, it's even putting them in the best light, in light of that. Um, I want you to look, people who cover over, there's two, there's two words, there's a word repeated twice that speaks to people who cover over. Do you see the word? People who cover over. What's the word that we see repeated twice about those people that's true of them? Love. They promote love, they're loving people. Love covers over. But what's the opposite do? If I don't cover over an offense, if I don't overlook it, pass over it, what are the words said of the other side? I see four things. I'll do the first one, hatred. What's the next one? Stirs up conflict. Separates close friends. One more. Repeats the matter. That's the contrast. That's the contrast. But love conceals, covers up, protects. That's why I love 1 Peter 4.8. It says, above all, love each other deeply because love covers over a multitude of sins. So I'm curious on that, those two proverbs, which side of the equation do you want to be on and do you want to be known for? That covering up offenses in love or that repeating and revealing offenses? An act that God equates to hate because it stirs up conflict and it separates friends. Which side would you want to be known as? Which of those two? So, the wise pass over, they overlook an offense. The wise cover it up, they conceal it, they protect the person. And then in Proverbs seventeen four, starting a quarrel is like Breaching a dam, so drop the matter before a dispute breaks out. Before a dispute breaks out, what do the wise do in this one? They what? They drop the matter. They drop the matter. Um, really strong word in Hebrew. It means to leave, but more abandon to abandon, or to forsake. Pretty strong words, right? They leave, they abandon, they forsake it. What would the opposite of that be? What would the opposite be of leaving and abandoning and forsaking? What what can you think? Dwell? Linger? That's a good word. Hang on to, right? Carry, carry a grudge... That's the opposite. Wise people abandon it. They forsake it. They leave it. They do what Aslan said in The Lion, the Witch, and the Wardrobe. Yeah, when he said to Edmund, what's done is done. Or as all of our parents' favorite Disney animation song says, let it go, right? (laughs) And all the kids are excited. That's my favorite part of the sermon right there. Uh, Okay, here's the point. The wise are patient with people. They're kind. They're gracious. They have a relaxed face. They're not easily offended. They have a gracious, forbearing spirit towards others. They assume the best of others' behavior instead of the worst like William James says. I mean, the same thing virtually. The art of being wise is the art of knowing what to overlook. Pope John twelfth, I don't frequently quote popes. probably the first time in my life, but see everything? Overlook a lot. Correct a little. And old Ben, Ben Franklin. Wink at small faults, remember, because I've got great ones. And then I love Plato be kind, everybody you meet is fighting a hard battle. And when we take offense, you know, a lot of times there's just something going on in somebody's life, and when we take offense, we just, we add to the difficulty of the battle. I'm not going to say a whole lot, but I think the people who are easily hurt or offended, the people who struggle with this, are probably the same two people that I talked about with contentment a couple weeks ago, plus the third. People that are kind of negative-spirited people. People that see the flaws, the negative and everything, I think those are people that struggle with this, that don't have a relaxed face. Uh, The idealist I talked about a couple weeks ago with contentment, three weeks ago I think, who remember have super high expectations that are very unrealistic of people and of places and are rarely satisfied with anything they encounter. I think idealists really struggle with this proverb, struggle with having a relaxed face. The third one I would add is people that are touchy. Um, that have thin skin, who are easily hurt by the slightest look or remark, to take everything personal. I think those are... And we've all got some of that in us. We've all got some of that in us. One more cool thing about this proverb, if you don't mind. There's one more word I want to point out. A man's wisdom gives him patience. It is to his glory to overlook an offense. I love this word. In Hebrew, it's frequently translated beautiful. Beautiful splendor. In Exodus 28-2, it talks about make sacred garments for Aaron that are glorious and beautiful. It's the same word. For Aaron's sons make tunics, sashes, special head coverings that are glorious and beautiful. It's used of jewelry, of headbands, of necklaces, of decorated garments. Um, I just love that, that a person who can overlook an offense is a person that's beautiful, a person that can pass over things, cover them over, leave them behind. That's a beautiful person. And when you see that word beauty, that word glory, sorry, who do you think of? I'm curious. Who do you think of? It all comes back to God. In Exodus 33, when Moses said to God, he said, would you show me your glory? And I love this. The Lord said, he said, I'm going to show you my glory. What did he make pass in front of him? His goodness. His goodness is His glory. And then right after that, when God passes in front of him, he calls out, I am Yahweh, the I am, the Lord, the God of compassion, mercy, I'm slow to anger, filled with unfailing love and faithfulness. Isn't that beautiful? This is the glory of God. These things are what make God so beautiful and glorious. That word's relaxed face occurs in the hebrew and the old testament 14 times four times it's used of people 10 times it's used of who would you guess god and it's right here i am slow i am i have a relaxed face that's part of my beauty that's part of my glory This is the most quoted passage in the whole Old Testament, that passage where God talks about His beauty and His goodness, having a relaxed face, that He's slow to anger, that He's patient, and because He has a relaxed face, He covers over also Psalm 85, 1 to 2. You, Lord, showed favor to your land. You restored the fortunes of Jacob. You forgave the iniquity of the people and covered all their sins. Same word that's used in the Proverbs. God covers over, what's He cover over? My sins, our sins. He does the very same thing He asks us to do in Proverbs. Specifically, He does this when He forgives our sins by covering over them, we're told in the New Testament, by clothing us in the righteousness of Jesus, because that's part of what covering over is, it's to clothe, to, to cover over. So, God in His very nature is forgiving, not easily offended. I mean, we know this, we know in Matthew it talks about how He sends rain on the evil, the good, the just, and the unjust. I love Luke, because those are like good, the good, the good and the bad, but in Luke it's like the wicked and the unthankful. Any of us ever fit that category? Probably all of us, right? Probably all of us both, more than we know. But that he shows good to no matter who we are because he has a relaxed face. And when we do that, when we follow Proverbs 19, that we'll be acting, it says, as true children of your Father in heaven. Truly acting as children of the Most High. And so Jesus says, be perfect be pre- be compassionate just as your father even as your father is so being relaxed faced being patient overlooking offenses putting them behind you to cover over them out of sight out of mind to drop the matter to forsake it to abandon it to let it go what's done is done this is what god is like this is what god does And this is His character. Such it is part of His glory, His beauty, and His splendor. And it's to our glory and our beauty when we do the same. And you're smart. Why is it to our glory to do the same? Because we never look more like God than when we're patient and we overlook an offense we never more reflect His glory than when we do that. The person who acts in the way of Proverbs 19.11 is a person who is an imitator of God. And who doesn't want to be an imitator of God in this family, right? Who doesn't want to look like Him? And that's why the New Testament tells us the love is patient and kind. I'm, I'm kind of hitting the reds if you don't mind. It's not irritable. It's got a relaxed face. It doesn't keep records of wrong. It never gives up on people. It never loses faith. It's always hopeful, and it endures through every circumstance. And I love Colossians, where we're told that as God's chosen people to clothe ourselves with compassion, kindness, humility, gentleness, patience, bear with each other, and forgive whatever grievances you may have against each other. That word bear with is translated in the King James to be forbearing. I love that word, forbearing. It's the Greek word aneko, and it means to bear with someone with calmness and composure, being cool and collected. It occurs in Ephesians 4. I urge you to live a life worthy of the calling you've received. Be completely humble and gentle. Be patient, bearing with an echo one another in love. Make every effort to keep the unity of the Spirit through the bond of peace. That's how we keep our unity is we, we're forbearing, we bear with each other. 432, be kind and compassionate one another forgiving each other just as who just as in christ god forgave you he's our model it's his glory and it's to our glory and that's why ephesians 4 29 oh sorry yeah john 13 5 let me make a little note on here jesus said by this everyone will know that you're my disciples if you love one another if we're forbearing with one another people look and if we do that as a community people will look at us and say those are people who truly know and follow the beautiful glorious Jesus so do not let any unwholesome word talk come out of your mouth only what's helpful for building others up according to their needs that it may be ben- that it may benefit those who listen so let's take this proverb to heart not just individually but as a community Because in so doing, we more and more reflect the glory of God for a watching world, His beauty. In fact, I think this is one of the key indicators that I'm being formed and conformed and transformed in the image of Jesus is that if it's to my glory to overlook an offense. And just, you know, after talking to these guys last night, preparing, in light of what we just heard about our brothers and sisters in the Middle East and a lot of the things they deal with, would we not better serve God and His kingdom if we quit being so easily upset by things that are so petty, right? They're dealing with a life being at risk in their community. We get upset over small, petty things, so, you know, may we learn at their feet of what's important. So, how are you doing on this? For some of us, this, this is easy to have this relaxed face. We don't take offense easily, hold on to things, but for others, this takes a lot of work. So, are you easily annoyed or offended or hurt? That's a question. Do you have this heart condition of annoyance? Do people see an annoying look in your face a lot? Do you have thin skin? Do you see a lot of what people do through negative, through a negative lens? Okay, I want to conclude with Jesus, if you don't mind. This is the most important thing, I think, this morning. Because I think all of us at times feel like this living up to this proverb is an impossible task. Wouldn't you say that? There are times it's really hard to do. Because we want to camp out on an offense. We want to take note. We want to keep track. We want to keep the case open. We want to make it public. We want to hold on to it. We want to carry that grudge. And we just read in Matthew 5 Jesus said, be perfect as your Father is perfect. Boy, that's encouraging, right? Be perfect. How many of you are doing a great job of that. Anybody? Not me. So here's the question. How do we, where do we get the power to live this way? And this is true of all the Proverbs, by the way. Where do we get the power to consistently follow out the things we're learning in Proverbs in our lives? And I refer to this at the very first talk I did on Proverbs. I refer to Colossians 3.3, which says this, that in Jesus are hidden all the treasures of wisdom. Jesus is the one that embodies all the treasures of wisdom. He is the embodiment of the wisdom of God. He is the embodiment of God. And Him being the embodiment of God, He's the only one who truly reflects the beauty of God in His perfection. Which is why Jesus said, If you've known Me, you've known the Father. To see Me is to see the Father. And in Luke 23, 34, while on the cross, Jesus said this to those who were murdering Him about them praying to the Father, Father, forgive them, for they do not know what they're doing. Do any of us face an offense as strong as that, being nailed on a cross unjustly? Any of us facing that? Do any of us have anything that's offended us that's within a million miles of that? Hardly any of us, right? And yet Jesus, God in the flesh, was able to let that go to cover that over, to pass by that. So, when we encounter a far smaller offense, a far smaller offense, and if, if you are struggling to overlook it, go to Jesus to seek His help. That's why He's put His Holy Spirit in you to empower you to live the way He lived. And that's why Hebrews 2 Chapter 4 says, For this reason, he had to be made like us in every way, in order that he might become a merciful and faithful high priest. We do not have a high priest who is unable to sympathize with our weakness. So let us approach the throne of grace with confidence, so we may receive mercy and find grace to help us in our time of need. So I want to point you to Jesus. When you have an offense and it's hard to cover it up, to pass over it, to overlook it, then cry out to him and ask for his help and his grace to help you to do it. And if you don't yet have that relationship with Jesus, if you've not f- accepted his forgiveness for your sin on the cross, because it's all him, it's none of me, I don't get me into relationship with God, it's him. If you've not accepted him personally, I challenge you to do that, because only then does he put his Holy Spirit in you and empower you to become the kind of person that he's calling you to be. So, you guys have been very patient with me this morning thank you so but may we be that kind of person who is prudent because we are patient we have a relaxed face and that we're people that it's to our glory that we overlook offenses so would you stand with me so father we want to become that kind of community we cannot do that on our own Following Jesus is not about being moral good people. It's about being people who know you, who walk with you. Your spirit is within us. You're transforming us to become more and more like you. We're the kind of people who need to be dependent on you because only you can truly live this out. So help us to walk with you and stay close to you because we want to be a community, Lord, that shows your glory to a watching world because we're a community of people that is not easily offended, a community of people full of grace, a community of people that have a forbearing spirit towards one another and others outside of our community. And only you can make us that way, and that's our longing. And we pray in the name of Jesus, the one who died, took all of my offenses against him and bore them on a cross and said, Father, forgive him. We pray in his name. Amen. All right, we are all sent, so let's go be the family of God this week.